This is R.J. Allen, and you're listening to Rough Drafts. This is the podcast where you can get a sneak peek at early versions of my novels before they're published. For more information, go to rjallen.com. That's R-J-A-L-A-N dot com. Season 1, Episode 18. The Seekers Series, Book 1, Fragments. Chapter 9, Part 3. Leif pedaled faster, expecting relief from the tight ball of long-suppressed emotion. And he did feel it, didn't he? Yes, he assured himself, he did feel both relief and freedom as he left Northwood's millworks behind him, both literally and figuratively. Free, but numb. His chest constricted, his throat tightened, and he fought to breathe past a sense of doom, of somehow having what? Sinned? Even having rejected the double talk of the order, he could still think of no other word. No, he shook his head with a snapping jerk. He wasn't the one in the wrong here. He was the victim. But work at the mill had been his life. What now? He pedaled around the abandoned sand pits at the edge of town. He loved to be out in the wild places, but today the scenery passed him by unseen, the honking of the geese unheard. He pedaled past a thicket of wild plums, the fruit plump and dewy red. A doe stood beneath the trees, interrupted in her feast, tensed and muscles shivering, ready to bolt. He passed within ten feet of her hiding place, but he never saw her. His eyes were focused inward. He tried to snatch a coherent thought from the confusion that had overtaken his mind, his heart. But all was whirling out of control, in constant motion somewhere deep beneath the churning waters of his mind, the myriad of interwoven threads impossible to grasp, impossible to examine. Unconsciously pedaling, Unaware of the path he had taken, his wanderings brought him to the church, and he found himself opening the sanctuary doors. In the shadowy interior, a priest was arranging altar hangings on the nave. Father Curtis, you're back! The priest turned, a stranger. Leif stepped back and looked around the room searching for Father Curtis. Is Father Curtis here? He's been delayed in his travels. May I help you? Nah, was just dropping in, Leif muttered, turning to go. Unsure why he'd come, other than some vague notion of having a friend to talk to. 
May I have your name? I can let him know you stopped in. Oh, no need. I was just dropping by. He spun back. Have you heard from him? Do you know when he will be back? The man shook his head. I only know he's been delayed, and I've been asked to stand in. Leif left the sanctuary, and having no other destination, he rode home to the solace of wife and children. Through a sanctuary window, the substitute priest watched Leif pedal away. He slid an electronic tablet from a pocket and tapped a quick note. After he finished arranging the altar cloths, he left the main church building and walked to the rectory. There, he finished his other assigned tasks. When done, he entered the bathroom and shed his robe. He splashed his face and lowered his head to douse it under the stream of water. Sputtering, he stood, grabbed a thick towel, and dried his hair and upper body. Each movement of his chest muscles caused the tattoo of the Eye of the Eternal to dance in the mirror. Leif stepped inside to Diana napping on the couch, the baby in the playpen next to her. The toddlers nowhere to be seen. He shook her awake, smelling sour wine. As she opened bleary eyes and regarded him, he sank onto the cushion beside her. Where are the other kids? Marilyn took them to her house so I could rest. What are you doing home? I quit my job. She sat up, suddenly awake. You did what? Quit. Not taking it anymore. Seriously? Her voice rose on a screech. What are we going to do now? I can't work. I have to take care of the kids. She didn't appear to be doing either, but he bit his tongue. They'd been fighting enough lately as it was. We'll figure it out. I've had offers from folks out in mountain country. Maybe we should move there. Move? No way, Leif. I'm not leaving my mom alone. You know how fragile she is. He pried his grip on his temper loose. Oh, so we're going to make all our decisions based upon your mom's needs. What about our needs? Your mom's not going to decide anything for us. Fragile. That woman is about as fragile as a blacksmith's anvil. If you want to go, then go. Get out. I don't need you or any man. Good. You start paying the bills. Let me tell you something. All blurriness gone, green eyes narrowed, she leaned in and poked his chest. You are no great provider. You think I can't do this without you? Think again, buddy. Everyone thinks I'm stupid to keep putting up with your nasty self, and you're darn lucky I do. 
He stood and backed away from her sharp finger, but she pursued him, trying to corner him. A berserker pixie. He left the room in no mood for this. She chased him. Where do you think you're going? You get back here. We're going to work this out. He kept walking, which would further anger her, but so what? She yelled, patting after him, her bare feet slapping on the linoleum. No wonder your dad can't stand you. You're a jerk. No one can. She cornered him on tiptoes to face him, her breath hot on his lips. Do you wonder why every girl you were ever with cheated on you? She thumped him in the chest and stomped off to reclaim the crying baby, calling over her shoulder as she did. It's you, buddy. Once on a roll, she'd go on for hours, especially when she'd been drinking. Before she could trap him again, he left. Forgoing the bicycle, he walked towards the lake. Lars found Leif on the big rock, staring out over the water. He had to squint against the late afternoon sun bouncing off the glassy ripples. He sat next to Leif in silence, listening to waves wash the shoreline. Leif threw a pebble into the water. I guess you think I blew it. Blew it? Yeah, lost my cool. Let my anger goad me into something I regret. But I don't, you know. Don't regret it. I don't know what the right thing is. But keeping on like we were isn't it. I get it. Lars hooked a hand on his brother's shoulder. So what you gonna do? Leif exhaled so long and hard his whole body deflated, and he braced his hands on his knees. I'd like to get far away from here, but Diana refuses to move. I really don't want to either. He shook his head his mussy hair moving like wheat in the wind. Maybe freelancing. Rich folks at Capital are looking for custom-designed stuff and willing to pay for quality, not that crap artisans passes off. Uh Uh-huh. A painted turtle surfaced near the shore, paddling stubby legs as it made for the rocks. It pulled itself onto a large, flat boulder just out of reach of the lapping waves. Leif picked up another pebble and pulled back his arm to throw it. The movement caused the turtle, its movements until now laconic, to pull head and legs into its shell in a burst of lightning reflex. Lars watched, thinking this to be a terrible instinct. Wouldn't it be better for the turtle to flee back to the water? Now it just lay there on the rock, blind and helpless. An easy mark for any passing opportunist. Yeah, I'll market directly to clients like that. Offer a full package from design all the way through installation. 
Waif's face, drawn and morose, began to brighten. A first gleam of hopeful speculation in his eyes. The mill would get the work, but I could run my show, my way. Win-win. Better than watching his brother drift away, maybe far away, maybe for good. I can see that working. Do you have any prospects? Actually, yes. Leif's mouth twisted and he threw another rock at the water. Hard. I had approached Dad with some. He always shot them down, out of spite, I think. I'll head to Capitol and meet with people, see if they're still looking. One way or another, I'll shake something loose. Lars bumped his brother's shoulder with his own. I need to deliver a bid next week. Maybe I could let Dad to get your ride with. You could start working on it. I'll hammer out an agreement with Dad. Not looking forward to that. But assuming I can, then yeah, that sounds good. Well, that's partly why I'm here. Mom wants to see you at the house. Leif pulled his shoulder away, going rigid. Nope, not dealing with Dad right now. He's at a meeting. Lars moved his shoulder to Leif's, bumping him again. Come on, Leif. It's just Mom. I'll go with you. <laughs>